This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. We're going Chris Middleton over two and a half made threes. He's at home. He shoots better at home. He's got to be better. Put it in now. Over two and a half made threes. Chris Middleton bounces back for game three. If he doesn't, they're probably going to lose the game. Series and probably over. It's yeah. going to be NBA Finals over maybe on Wednesday. They are starting to celebrate, and rightfully so. But Jordan Moore knocks that one down. Abdul Nader misfires, and they will just dribble it out. First Finals game at home here in Milwaukee in 47 years. And it's a good old-fashioned NBA playoff blowout. Milwaukee Bucks dominant in the second half, led by as many as 25. They'll win by 20. Giannis Antetokounmpo with another finals gem. And the series is now two games to one. From BetQL. Welcome to BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio here on a Monday morning. Justin Termini from NBA Sirius Radio will be dropping by. Jimmy Pat's also bring the entertainment like he always does on this show. Thank you for hanging out this morning. Just a few things to discuss. NBA Finals, UFC, Wimbledon, Euro. We're at the All-Star break, meaning the Home Run Derby is tonight. A million different ways to bet that. NFL passing yards leader. I think we may have uncovered a, a few things to look at. When betting into that market, we'll tell you if there's some value on the board. A couple long shots that I am taking a look at. How was your weekend, Joe Giglio? It was good, Joe. Uh, busy. I mean, there are not many weekends yeah. where yeah, there's this much going on. So it was uh, it was fun to always have something to watch. Uh, and, and man, gives us a heck of a lot to talk about. How was your weekend? Uh, biz- busy and rainy. And it was supposed to be raining all day on Sunday, which is why they canceled Cubs Cardinals early in the day. And it affected my life. I'll tell you how in a second. But so they call the game and they could have played that game, by the way. Another major league baseball. Don't you have to do something that we're talking about in just in our experiences in our two markets. This is happening around the country. The team's like, you know what? We're just not going to make a lot of money today. Let's just call the game. So they're going to make up this Cubs Cardinals game in September when there's football going on and nobody's going to be paying attention with two teams completely out of it. Yeah. That, and that's it. Both those teams probably not in it. And Joe, it's about, it is about money and attendance and concessions. Like, Last year, they didn't do stuff like this. When there was no worry about the fans, mm. they just did whatever. They did what was best for the weather, the game. It is, um, it, it is, it's unbelievable. It just keeps happening. So it looked like it was going to rain all day on Sunday. So I, I guess I can't, I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it because I know the situation I was in on Saturday. So we had a baseball tournament. It's the last tournament of the year. And the place is an hour from our house. 
And so we're like looking at uh, the Sunday weather, like, come on, man. And we look pretty good. Like we're in a good shot to win it. So we just kept playing and playing and playing as more people talk, like, you know, doesn't look like there's an opening. Nobody wants to come back here on Monday. Let's keep going. We had a quadruple header. Win the championship, bottom of the ninth inning. It was wow. fun. It was fun. Quadruple header. And after game two, there was a three-hour gap. So we took all the kids to a bar. <laughs> what, more physically taxing on the kids or the parents the long day? The, what, the, the waitress at the bar. The oh, waitress yeah. at the bar restaurant. I'm sure because you had an entire team just running around the entire place. It was a long day, but the relief. Oh, we don't have to come back and deal with the rain on Sunday. But uh, it, it was a long day. The kids loved it. They loved every second of it. But we need to start with the NBA Finals game number three because, Joe G, we have a series. Time for today's headlines. Atatakupo on the alley He's got 41. Milwaukee takes it at home. Did you really have to watch the fourth quarter? Didn't seem like it. Uh, 120 to 100. The Bucks cover. We mentioned on Friday the Bucks are going to win the game. The only question is, are they going to cover the uh, the point spread? This thing closed at four and a half. So the Milwaukee money continued to to rush in. The sweat, the real big sweat here was on the total. Closed at 220. And the hook, 220 points were scored in this one. The hook. Oh, you were holding on. You were holding on if you uh, decided to play the total in this one. Yeah, and look, a couple other things were not in question, including Giannis and Tentacupo's over. Joe, we, we have a series because one player is dominating. You know, Giannis, <laughs> and we talked about, and we'll get into the MVP market and where it stands now at 2-1, but when when we opened this series, when you and I were talking about game one, we didn't even know if Giannis was going to play, when he was going to play. And now it is abundantly clear he's not just playing, he's dominating. He's the best player in this series right now. I still believe the Suns are the better team, but when you have the best player in the NBA Finals, you have a chance. You, you open this by saying we have a series – we do because this, the Suns have no answer for Giannis right now. Forty-one. It's, it's not even. It's not a hard forty-one. He's just getting there. Uh, massive runs from this Bucks team in the second quarter and the third quarter. But we shouldn't get it twisted. It was a twenty-point victory. Middle of the third quarter. This was a two-possession game. You know, this was exactly uh, what the odds makers had the line at. It, it was seventy-four to seventy, and uh, then the Bucks took over for good. So. Milwaukee, what's interesting when you look at that final box score is both teams shot 48%, but you really had to watch to see uh, where the domination was. They both shoot 48%. Milwaukee makes five more threes. They make nine more free throws. They had 10 more attempts. The paint is where this game was won. Giannis was not missing in the restricted area. The Bucks had 14 more points in the paint. Aiton got in foul trouble, and then we saw the lack of depth for Phoenix with the injuries on display. We wondered if that would be a big issue. Hey, it's only a few minutes. Need to give Aiton a breather. Well, if he's getting into foul trouble, if they're going to keep attacking Aiton and they're calling the fouls, and it wasn't Scott Foster, by the way, and they're calling those fouls, man, it's going to be tough. It's going to yeah, be look, tough for Phoenix. Five uh, five fouls for Aiton. He was out of this game, in and out of this game. He couldn't play as many minutes as he usually does. 
Joe, it made a big difference. And mm -hmm. when you watch this thing, the other thing that really made a difference was Devin Booker didn't play well. I mean, we, we know, and I always say role players don't shoot as well on the road, but star players are supposed to shoot wherever they are or play wherever they are. He shot three of 14 last night. And we, we were having discussions when the series started about does he belong in the MVP discussion or would this really just be Chris Paul or Giannis, the, the best player on the winner? But you look at the odds early on, Booker was right there. You can't go shooting three of 14 in a finals game and be part of the MVP mix. I mean, if you thought he was in the MVP mix before last night, you were probably wrong, but you may have held on to a ticket. If you think he's, if you thought he was in it after last night, it's over. Like he's not part of that. And he cost them last night. Yeah. I mean, I was saying last night, okay, where are you Devin Booker people now? I mean, they were coming at me on Friday. Oh, what are you talking about? Chris Paul's not a lock at the Suns win. Look at what Devin Booker last did last night. I'm like, yeah, I saw what he did last night. Is he going to do that again? He had to go over that number of 28 and a half by hitting seven threes in game two. He needed all of those. Okay, so that 28 and a half number cashed easily if uh, you were with me and bet the under. But I was not predicting that he was going to score 10 points in that game. But, uh, yeah, the odds changed quickly. I don't have a problem with making Devin Booker the third favorite in the MVP uh, market. And please just stop. Just stop. It's... It's not going to happen. The Bucs cannot lose a series and Giannis be the MVP. I know what he's doing. It's just never, ever going to happen. If we haven't seen it in the past with some of the all-time greats and what they've accomplished, including LeBron James just a few years ago, it's never, ever going to happen. You need to win. You need to win. And it's likely going to be Chris Paul. However, I did see one site um, right after that game, Joe G, put Devin Booker like 26 28 to one. I'm like, okay. Wow. I still, I still see a 16 to one out there in the end. Don't you think the voters will take a look at uh, the winning team and then what, what the best players did on the winning team in the winning games? Not so much all the games. Are they going to knock Booker for 10 points in a loss? Uh, they could, but maybe not so much uh, if it comes down. Now, here's the path for Booker. If you want to take about a crazy long shot, Chris Paul gets okay. hurt. Paul gets banged up. Something happens. Is that a long shot? Well, I guess it's not. Well, the, the likelihood that Chris Paul gets banged up a little bit here, he'd have yeah. a chance, but he was bad last night. I mean, it's just, there's no, I mean, when you shoot three or 14, you score 10 points in a finals game. Now the Bucs have life. Like the Suns last night, and I, we both thought the Bucs would win that game. They were favored. They're favored again in game four. It was, it was their game to make this a series, but I didn't think it'd be a, tw a blowout. That, that surprised me. That the way when they took control in the third quarter, they just ran away with control of this game. And, and you mentioned the depth inside for Phoenix. It's a problem. It, it, it now is, especially if yeah. Giannis is going to be this good. I mean, he, this is as good as he's ever played. What's more likely? This goes seven games or Suns steal one? Go back home and win it. Suns in five. I think seven. Yeah. yeah it wouldn't, I, I wouldn't shock me if Phoenix were to steal game four and then head home and close this thing out, though. It would. Well, you can, can you ever trust the Bucks role players? Give it well, that's that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, good. Drew Holiday showed up. It's a great Drew game. Good for him. It doesn't mean he's going to do that in game number four. And, and Middleton had a nice game. Obviously, the, the number one story, Giannis, I, I, we can go all day about what he's doing, the records that he's setting. 103 points in his first three NBA Finals games. The only players that have more are Rick Barry, Willis Reed and your guy, Allen Iverson. I mean, it's, it's remarkable coming back from the injury. I thought the return was going to be on Sunday night. 
uh, not here for the entire series. Uh, back-to-back 40-point double-doubles, third player to do that. It's LeBron, Shaq, and Giannis. So now what, right? Like when you look forward in this series, what's the path for the Suns to, to, to turn this thing back their way? The, number one to me, they have to shoot better, Joe, because they, they have to go three for two. Like Giannis is a two-point machine. Two points, two points, two points, maybe one when he misses free throws. Yeah. You're not getting threes with Giannis. <laughs> he wasn't missing those last night, by the I way. I know. But you're not getting threes. You're getting two per possession with Giannis. They have to shoot. The Suns have to shoot it better. Booker has to shoot it better. If they shoot it better, they'll they'll pull away. You know, that's that's their advantage. I still the way I see this moving forward. Why are the Suns so bad in game three? So that first I, game on the road, always, they stink. Always. I don't understand. Well, I think back to round one. I, I thought the Lakers were I think we all thought the Lakers were in control. Two one Lakers. And then all of a sudden they fell apart. So if Middleton slash Drew Holiday in some order is the key for the Bucks, is Aiton now the key for the Suns, given the situation they're in? Yeah, it feels like, you know, as this postseason has gone on, there's been different Suns, right? It was Bridges in game one. It's been Aiton sometimes campaign out of nowhere in that series against Clippers. But who's the who's the third guy that's been the most consistent? It's Aiton. Right, his scorings have been the most consistent of their of their options after Booker and Paul. He's got to stay on the court. I mean, he, he was hitting his shots last night. He he's amazingly efficient when he's on the court. It's crazy. Game four, Bucks are favored by four. Close at, uh, the total right now is two twenty one. Very close to what we closed at in game number three. I find that interesting. Also interesting. We're gonna have a lot of time to prepare for this one because Wednesday. we have to wait until Wednesday. Hold on. The NBA doesn't want to go against the MLB All-Star game. Is that what's happening here? Did Rob Manfred call in a favor? Did something happen here? What? You can go against the All-Star game. It's fine, guys. There's no concerns. No worries. I guess they're all right with stretching out the season a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I guess you're the only show in town Wednesday, the only sporting event Wednesday. It's It's the day that we're supposed to have the ESPYs, right? Is that the day? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's where right. we usually have the ESPYs because right. nothing in the sports world is going on. That's probably that's probably a big part of it. Yeah, we'll just take that day off for ourselves. So there is yeah. are the ESPYs not then? What they were the they were Saturday, Joe. Oh, I missed them. <laughs> oh wait, wait, no. I saw the uh, the Ben Simmons joke that everyone was all upset about. I did see that. You're right. It was Saturday. I, I didn't mean, watch. I didn't watch. Same. I'm uh, I was there. Uh, yeah, I mentioned I was at baseball. That was my excuse. Right. Because if I was at home, I totally would have been watching. <laughs> no, people were so getting the SPs happen. I missed it. My yeah, bad. Yeah. What are the SPs? They were Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> that is a strange decision. Wouldn't you just push it back? Because in a week, a lot of these sporting events are going to be over. Yeah. Like when you're when we're talking about Wednesday being the open day, I was like, oh, they must have pushed it back, or maybe Thursday. Nope. Out. <laughs> they uh-uh. already. You completely missed it. Uh, Bobby Portis. Nice game from him. He's back, right? Because uh, once Giannis was re was made the starter then portis's role went away but uh he was he was pumping the crowd up it was humorous to watch him did you see david bakhtiari do the chug yes and his dad yes that was awesome david bakhtiari is is mr like when i think of the packers i think of david bakhtiari he's like that's him he's he's their guy yeah it was uh phenomenal you know who else was phenomenal cam johnson's dunk was remarkable but he goes over the point total again. Vic Sky. <laughs> Joe, there's no such thing as uh as, as posterizing someone. Like, does anyone have posters anymore? Your kids have posters in their walls? 
No, they'll get in trouble now because we got the house painted a few months back. Yeah. So now they can't. They destroyed the walls. Like when we were kids, like Cam Johnson would be on a poster. He posterized yes. someone last night. He did. I still hear announcers. The Bulls uh, analyst still says, oh, he put a poster. Put a poster. Like, no, posters don't exist anymore. Kids don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> What's a poster? So it's, it's a top shot. It's a yeah. it's a it's something on Instagram, which, right. I, which I don't know a whole lot about. Uh, with Joe G, I'm Joe O. This is BetQL Daily Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network. Uh, we'll continue to talk about NBA Finals game number three. How about UFC, Wimbledon, Euros, all those betting results and are a ton of ways to bet the Home Run Derby tonight. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now it's the teenager, Bukayo Saka, one of the youngest players ever to play in the European Championship. He's got a score here to keep England alive. And it doesn't! And Italy are champions of Europe! They do it in a shootout. They did it the hard way. Behind after two minutes, again after penalties, and England are foiled again. And at Wembley, Forza Italia. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Saw that a lot during the Euros, especially uh, very late team takes the lead 1-0 and then the other team comes storming back and took PKs but Italy uh wins the Euros Joe O Joe G Joe G uh waiting on the ESPYs he cannot wait he's gonna have to wait in. another year <laughs> locked in next July I'll be I'll be ready <laughs> uh coming up in about 20 minutes we're going to do an MLB win totals reset a few things that really jumped out to me what we've seen uh from the first half of the season and Joe G has a trade list that we need to address before we know it. We're going to get down to uh, to the trade deadline here. And, Joe G, um, I, I'm cool with the break here with the MLB All-Star Week, just just taking a, a little relax, like taking a deeper dive into some other sports, resetting on Major League Baseball, seeing if there's some value on some of the futures that we always talk about. I'm good with that. But uh, we've got the Euros wrapping up on Sunday, among uh, many uh, major sporting events. Italy, your winner we we love juicy numbers. Not a lot of excitement there because Italy, one of the shortest odds to start the tournament, and then Ronaldo gets the golden boot. He was the favorite going in. Yeah, and then you watch the end of that. I mean, England had a, ch- a chance after chance after chance. They couldn't put it in. And then to lose it at Wembley Stadium, that's an extra kick there. Yeah. Like, that. that's your spot. Like, to, to you could have won it there, and 
Um, obviously, it was awesome watching the celebration when they put the cameras in Italy and then England, the, the, the uh, disappointment. But the, the, just the intensity of those PKs, that's like you're just on pins and needles watching that. I mean, like that, you play for all those minutes to a draw. It's it, it, The game is as even as it could be. You mentioned one team gets up, the other team comes back. We saw it a lot in the Euros. And then it all comes down to those penalty kicks. Do they have a little Italy in the Philadelphia area? They do. There's there's a bigger one. Obviously, obviously everything's bigger, but up in the New York area yeah. uh, that I'm familiar with. But, it's a big uh, one here. It's supposedly wild scene. Uh, oh, yeah. Yesterday, early evening after it wrapped up. Yeah, I think every city has a, a little Italy. My, I'm a family down in Baltimore, and they have a, a little Italy down there. And it was just, I saw pictures. People were going crazy. Yeah, so uh, congrats there. Overall, did you, did you enjoy it? Or is there too much going on? I, I I would enjoy it from time to time, but admittedly not the biggest soccer guy. So I would just catch it while I can. Uh, yeah. So I yeah. we had it on in the in the background of one room. My kids were watching it, and then every time they, there was roaring or cheering, which is like anytime anyone gets past the midway point of the yes. field, you see yes. my my son was like, "They're gonna score! They're gonna score!" And I'm like, I run in the room like. They're probably not going to score. They don't score that often in soccer. <laughs> uh, uh, is your kid into soccer at all? My, mine is not. Er, early on, we let them try it, see if they're interested. But uh, like me, doesn't look like they're going to play much as kids. Yeah, they like to play. My daughter likes to play more than my son. But watching, it's tough to get them to watch it because they don't score, right? Like there's like, where's the it's action? It's baseball's problem. Yeah, it is baseball's problem. Yeah, but at least in, you go to a minor league game or something or you know, like there's stuff going on. Like soccer, you have to watch the game. Yeah, not an issue with the NBA, not an issue with football too much, but uh, you need scoring. You do. Right. That's why Rob Manfred is uh, trying to change that a little bit. But also uh, UFC 264, we broke it down all week, and when it got to the main event, it didn't last very long. You can't be kidding me. He broke his ankle. So that is it after five minutes. Conor McGregor. Seemingly breaking his ankle at the end of the round, and Dustin Poirier is going to win this fight, and thereby this trilogy by TKO tonight. Our guy John Anik on the call there for UFC, and Poirier the winner. I'm not going to say we didn't see the McGregor money that was expected, because according to some of the sports books, what they were reporting is they were getting more McGregor money, public money that we all expected. But the books were cool with it. They didn't want to move the line at all. Most spots that I saw closed this. Poirier minus 130 to close out the trilogy. And after what we saw on Saturday night, and, you know, it's been so long since we've seen that much McGregor. I know they fought, obviously, in January. But uh, I'm good without seeing McGregor Poirier four. Yeah, I'm out. No more. Uh, And and really, I think the the injury overshadowed the story, which was Poirier was going to win that. That that wasn't – that was not looking good for McGregor. I know it wasn't going on very long. Maybe things could have flipped. But – your eyes told you early on it was Poirier's fight. It wasn't going to be great. It wasn't going to be close. And I, I actually think for McGregor, it's almost like if you want to pivot it, like, listen, I got hurt. What do you want me to do? I, I could have come back. I could have won. I, I, I got hurt, but we didn't really fight. But anyone watching realizes the favorite was the favorite for a reason. A lot of cringeworthy moments in a matter of five minutes in real time. Not only the injury, he's sitting there on the mat doing the interview with Joe Rogan and then he's saying stuff about Poirier's wife, and I'll, I'm like, oh, geez, just, okay, you, you made your mark on the sport. Keep it moving, buddy. Yeah, it was a lot. It seemed like he didn't, you know how uh, every great athlete needs to figure out a way to go out, you either go out on top or you kind of say goodbye. He, he didn't know what to do there. That, that no. wasn't the way he planned for that to end, and that was that was strange. I agree. 
Uh, most UFC betters talk to them. They, they love uh, searching for some value, hunting uh, for, for some dogs. And you may have been hunting in UFC 264, but you weren't going to find many. Favorites go 10 in two. Favorites 10 and two on the night, including Poirier uh, there. So uh, if you are a dog better, it was a rough night. It brought me back to the conversations we had last week. We had uh, John Anik on, and then we also had our guy from uh, on Friday. Who would we have on, on Friday? Nick Kalikas. Yes, Kalikas. About how they set the odds. Kind of taking us back behind the scenes on how they set odds for these fights in terms of stamina, grappling, how they match up. Like, well, they hit it. I mean, if the favorites are going 10 and 2, the, the odds are set, and they, they have a good feeling for why those guys are favorites. Yep, uh, good, good job from the bookmakers there. And Poirier was plus 750 uh, for this thing to be stopped in the first round. And that is exactly what happened. So uh, there's your recap for UFC 264. No, it was a big event with so many uh, so many premier events going on over the weekend, including Sunday morning at Wimbledon. <laughs> Well, Chase is over. He's caught. Roger and Rafa. And now the Golden Grand Slam beckons. Next stops, Tokyo and New York. I watched that. Congratulations to Djokovic. 20 slam victories. So he catches Federer and Nadal after trailing for by so many for so many years. Uh, you have the Joker at 20. I don't think there was ever a concern that he wasn't going to get his sixth career Wimbledon title. But I, I watched a good amount of that, Joe G, on Sunday morning. And fascinating. Fascinating. Usually when uh, you have an all-time great, the crowd backs them. The crowd wanted nothing to do with the Joker. Anytime Berrettini did anything positive, they were all in on him. I mean, they clearly wanted Djokovic to lose instead of getting his 20th victory, which which I sound I found shocking. Is there fatigue on him? I mean, he's amazing. I, I mean, guess 20 now you mentioned, and he's got a chance for the calendar year grand slam here. I mean, all this guy does is win and win and win. I mean, you would yeah, you're right. You would think. That it'd be the story, like you were there, you you were in the building to watch one of the greats of all time in a run he's having right now, get his twentieth Grand Slam on the way to maybe a calendar year Grand Slam. I, I wonder if we're getting to that point now, where like we just don't want him to win anymore. People are bored. Are they bored by it? Like, oh, said Wimbledon, he's going to win again. Look at the odds. Could be, and it's it's different than you know in team sports, the players around the star change, right? Like Michael won all the time. LeBron has been to the finals a million times, but it's not the same team, right? You're you're rooting for different players. Right. It's an individual sport, right? If he's winning all these times, it's only him you're watching. It's not like he has teammates out there. Yeah. I mean, anytime Berrettini would do anything, the crowd backed him completely. It was his first career final. You would think uh, maybe he'll return at some point, but I I guess you want to see upsets a lot of the time. If uh, if you don't have a favorite player involved, I guess you, you cheer for the dog at March Madness. The big underdog always gets the crowd support. I guess there's a little bit of that. Yeah, and, and think about it. It's, it's not just Djokovic, right? It's, it's Federer and all. They've all won 20 Grand Slams. But think about this era. Yeah. They have three, three tennis players that have won that much. It's, it's almost as if when you go into these tournaments, if one of those three doesn't win in the last, what, what are we talking about, 20 years or so? Yeah. You feel like something crazy just happened. They, they just have yeah. dominated the sport. So, like, that, that's the fatigue I have is not Djokovic. It's just 
no one else ever wins besides those three guys. Yeah, where's the suspense? There, there isn't a whole lot of that. So I'm sure that played into that as well. BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, BetQL Network, 9 a.m. to noon. Uh, we are here, and Major League Baseball is now at the All-Star break, but <laughs> there were some wild events going down, down the last day of the first half. Astros, who have been struggling for runs all series long, have scored three here in the bottom half of the ninth inning. And they are one swing away from taking their first lead in the series and walking off in the bottom of the ninth. Jose tries one deep to left field. LaCastro looks up. You've got to be kidding me. Six run, bottom half of the ninth. Altuve's done it again. A three-run home run for the second time this year against Chad Green. Unless you had money on it, probably the only people in the country that were cheering when Jose Altuve hit that home run, and they are ripping off his jersey around home plate. The Yanks are sick of him. They can't take it, and that's how the series ends. Uh, Aaron Judge was making fun of them over the weekend, you know, tapping the jersey, pretend he's checking the jersey as he's rounding third base on a home run. Uh, it's pretty uh, intense series. Yankees clearly hate the Astros, as they should. But what a way for it to end. A six-run ninth, Altuve with the walk-off homer. Yeah, and, and Joe, you know this. Uh, in, like in local sports talk radio, what have you done for me lately? The thing that happens last is the thing everyone reacts to. Think about the Yankees the last six games. They go to Seattle, a team that's over 500 in the wild card race. They win two out of three, but they get one hit in that finale. Logan Gilbert shut them down in that Thursday game, right? They go to Houston. They won the first two games. They played well in this series. As you mentioned, you know, judge with the thing, making fun of Altuve. They blow a lead and give up six runs in the ninth inning yesterday. They, they were this close to going 6-0 and on a road trip, which maybe changes the perception of their season. And now it's like, oh, no, the Yankees, you know, they're they're still in trouble. They, they lost that game yesterday. One game changes the perception there, even though they won four out of six. I know a lot of people saw this number because it was everywhere, or I should say these numbers, but they are worth repeating. The Yankees blew a four-run lead going into the ninth. For the second time in a 10-game span. They did it to the Angels. The Angels did it to them like yeah, 10 games ago. The last time that happened was 2005 with the Cincinnati Reds. Before that, it was uh, 1992 with Seattle. Major League Baseball teams that enter entering the ninth with a four-run lead or more are 493-2. and 493-2. and two. The two of the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. It's wow. Well, the, Unbelievable. The, the amazing part of that is, and like we were kind of trained in baseball over 162, it all evens out. But Joe, there's a pretty decent chance the Yankees miss the playoffs by a small number of games. Is that five? Is it four? Is it three? Is it two? Yeah. Imagine if it's two and we point back to those two losses like that. That is a remarkable way to lose. And, and imagine if you have the Yankees in those games. Like, think about that. You took a money line that night. You're feeling, I mean, you can't feel much better going to the ninth inning of games, and then you're, it's over. It's a, You probably turned the TV off. Of course you like, did. I'm good. I'm good. It's fine. Or you feel like, all right, worst case scenario, we're going to extra innings. Nope. Boom. We're out right here. Walk off winner. How about a couple of the long shots for the MLB awards that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks? Max Muncy uh, has a three-run walk-off homer. Dodgers over the D-backs 7-4. to four. I mean, we all know Arizona stinks. But uh, that, that was thrilling fashion for Dodgers fans. Muncie with the walk-off. And Robbie Ray takes a no-hitter into the seventh. Toronto over Tampa Bay, 3-1. to one. Yeah, if it wasn't for Garrett Cole maybe figuring his sticky stuff issues out with a good game on Saturday, 
we might be jumping up and down with Robbie Ray thoughts today for a Cy Young. <laughs> Ray was incredible. And you're right. And Muncie, especially with the injury to uh, Ronald Acuna that we'll get to, you know, if, if there has to be someone not named DeGrom or Tatis, we just kept, it was Acuna, right? He was clearly yeah. the third guy and it's an, it's an unfortunate injury. He's out for the season. Terrible for baseball, terrible for the Braves, but who's the third guy in the NL? It's gotta be your guy, Max Muncie. I bet him two sites at huge numbers, huge numbers. You're, so you're I, one IL stint from DeGrom and Tatis oh, away from really oh, having a chance. Oh, that boy. I'll be insufferable the rest of the baseball season. All right, you, you mentioned it. Let's bring up the Braves. We can't really laugh at them again, I guess, because of the Cunha injury. Brutal. I mean, they get to 500 again. What happens? Every time when they get to 500, they start losing. Yep. They lose on Sunday uh, against Miami. Thank you for getting your three wins this week so I can advance in the Survivor. Uh, they took care of business over in the first two games, but they lose game three. How about Lopez? He starts the game with nine strikeouts. It's the first time that's happened. I found that shocking. Like that hasn't happened in Major League Baseball before. A pitcher comes in, especially during this strikeout era. Incredible. I mean, nine in a row to start a game. What a great run. Uh, we've seen nine in a row a couple of times this year, but to start a game, that's the first time we've seen it. And we saw it yesterday from Lopez. The baseball chatter continues. A reset on MLB win totals. Got some takeaways that you should uh, jot down in the notes app on your phone. There's some things to use moving forward. Joe, oh, Joe G, keep it locked up. BetQL Daily from BetQL.